Westside Baptist Church in Nenon, Georgia, brings you our weekly podcast. We hope you will be encouraged by our music and a message from the Word of God as we present our Sunday morning and Sunday evening services and our weekly broadcast by Dr. Melvin Payne. We thank you for listening. Y'all sounding good this morning. Sound like y'all ready for church. How many is ready for church this morning? Yeah, amen, amen.
What a friend we have in Jesus today. I came in this morning and um, I'd heard this little song on the way here and was out in the car. Uh, we were getting Hudson out and it's actually, a, it was a kid's CD that we had in the car for him. And they started singing this chorus and and I just had it kind of ringing in my head and walked in here. And um, William and Kim do such a good job with our screens and everything that's presented on our screens. But William has started putting these banners in. And, um, and the new ones went in for Winterfest that he had gotten in. And, and I looked at that one. Creating me a clean heart, oh God. But then I looked over here. Renew a right spirit within me. And that thing has been on me ever since I read it. How many times? If we be honest, we've all got edges that need to be knocked off of us. We've all got little things in our life that we can clean up and make them. I'm not talking about gross overt sins. I'm just talking about those little things that get in the way of us really being for God what we should be and how we should be in that little course ran in my head. Give me an F. Let's 
know how to renew a right spirit. Let's turn our eyes toward him today. Look to him. Seek his face today. Let him be our conscience and our guide and direct our paths. We can renew that right spirit. You know what happens when we renew the right spirit? David said, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Because he'd gotten away from the Lord and he'd, he'd backslidden so far, he knew he needed to restore what he felt when the Lord took care of him. Restore to me the joy of thy salvation. You know what set the, the next verse is where people miss because we read that verse and, and lots of times they stop with that verse. The very next verse after that says, Restore the joy so that souls might be saved. That's the very next verse, so that souls might be saved. If we could renew that, if we could get that feeling that we had the moment that the Lord saved us, we were so excited, I couldn't wait to get to the house. Almost eight years old, couldn't wait to get to the house down near Bethlehem Church to get on the phone to call my granny to tell her that I had gotten saved. I couldn't wait. And we got on that phone, and we had a stupid party line. And the neighbors was on the phone. I picked it up, and they said, we'll be off in a minute. I hung it back up. And I picked it, I bet I picked it up 20 times on that lady. She finally just hung up. I guess she got tired of me. But I was able to call and say, I got saved. Boy, if we could renew that spirit, that feeling, and keep it right here, we could set the world on fire. We'd have a packed house for Winterfest this weekend if we could do that. Each one reach one. We wouldn't even have to worry about each one reach one. We'd be reaching everybody we could reach if we really got a hold of that thing. Mm, I don't know why I said all that stuff this morning. Whoa. Say it again. I'm glad today. Let's, uh, I tell you what, Sister Cheryl, come sing me. If you would, let's do what. Choir, you can be seated. I'm going to get her to come around and sing this song right now. That name, <laughs> Jesus.
came. If you didn't come looking for a blessing and wanting a blessing today, then none of this is going to help you a bit. He's not going to force it on you. He's not going to make you take it. And if you don't want yours, I hope he shovels it right on top of me. Let's, um, let's do one more song. And choir, if you'll stay up, as soon as this song's done, if you'll sit down, we'll uh, turn Brother Alton loose. Um, I wanted to do this song, and then I had it on my heart, and then when Susan came down, I thought, you know, uh, she and David have recently lost their mom in a fairly tragic, sudden way. It was not a... It was not a, even though she had illness, it wasn't like it was a long, prolonged illness where they were able to sit there and, and uh, talk about things and say their goodbyes, and it all happened so suddenly. But then I think about others throughout, um, not just tragic situations, but our friends from Louisiana, the health situation, and they've been coming here, and, and God has miraculously healed. And so... So we see both ends of the, of the spectrum there. Plus, we just see just regular lives that folks are going through, no problems, no situations, just seem to be everything's going. But isn't it good to know that all of us are under the wings of Amen. protecting Amen. arms of Jesus? No matter what we face, no matter what your particular need and situation that you're going through today, if you're a Christian, now if you're not saved, you are on your own. And I wouldn't want to be in that position this morning myself with the mess this world's in. But isn't it good to know as a Christian today that we're under those wings? Choir, let's sing.
abide in God. And I'm so glad we can safely abide in Him. As I prepared for this morning's message, I had no idea, thank you my brother, which direction the song service would take. And uh, I found it interesting because I had planned until yesterday evening, literally up until 9 or 9.30 last night, to preach on one subject, and I could not get peace about what to do. And I, I told my wife last night when I went, we went to bed, I said, I, I don't know what direction God wants me to take, but I'm glad God knew. Glad he knew. Our theme for the upcoming Winterfest never even crossed my mind. Never even crossed my mind. But what did come to my mind and my heart was, if you would turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 26. We'll do a little flipping in the Word of God today, that I just want to bring your attention to something. During the song service, the text for the theme of our Winterfest was brought up, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right, a right spirit within me. Now, we can read this chapter and take this in its fullest context, but I'd like to take this, if you don't mind, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right Spirit within me. I believe as God's children that there is the need of the new spirit. I'm not talking about the spirit of salvation, although if you don't know the Lord as your Savior, that's the first step you need to take. See, Jesus Christ loved you enough to come to this nasty world we live in, leave the portals of glory, leave the throne room of heaven with one thing in mind, you, your salvation, your sin, and he was willing to leave it all in heaven that he could help you have a new spirit. The Holy Spirit of God move in to your heart and direct you, and lead you, guide you, and help you in the hard times. That's, that's our God. That's our Jesus that loved you that much. He didn't owe us anything. He didn't have to leave his heavenly home. He just did it because he loved you. He loved the sinner. 
John 3.16 tells us, speaking of the world, it doesn't mean that God loved the trees and the mountains. He created all that. But when he says he loved the world, he's talking about the lost. And he loved us so much that he came and he died for us. But I believe that there's a constant need for a creating of a new spirit in the hearts of the, the, the saints. We look over here in chapter 22, the book of 26 in the book of Matthew. If you'll look with me just for a few moments, then Jesus, then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane. Gethsemane. And saith unto the disciples, listen to what he says, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Follow me now. Verse 38. Then he said unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. Now first he said, Sit ye here. And then he says, Tarry ye here. Then in verse 39, And he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And there's our Lord in the flesh saying, Father, if there's a way to make salvation's tree blossom without the cross, if you'll let that happen, that'll be okay with me. But Lord, whatever your will is, that's what I want. And it was the will of the Father that his son be massacred and brutally treated and hung on Calvary's tree. It was the will of the Father that his own son would die for our sin. And then in verse 40, he cometh unto the disciples and findeth them asleep and saith unto Peter, What? Could ye not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The Spirit, the Spirit, the Spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. The reason I wanted to lay down God's salvation for us early on in this message is because this is to the saints. There is a renewing of our spirit that we need to take advantage of. We can experience that renewing over in 1 John 1, 9, where God just tells us to bring our sin to him and lay it there. And he's just, he's able, and he will forgive us for all of our unrighteousness. So if the saints can take advantage of that, I think we will be silly not to do so. 
if you remember, to demonstrate the weakness of this flesh, if you remember, Peter told the Lord Jesus three times in John chapter 21, you know I love you, Lord. Three times. You know I love you. You know I love you. And then the Lord said, well, then feed my sheep. And Peter got a little aggravated with our Savior because the question came over and over again, do you love me? And Peter reassured Jesus, you know I do. But to prove how weak this spirit is in us, or sometimes it needs to be renewed, you know, Oh, Peter, three times said, I love you. And then before the cross, three times, he denied Christ. The spirit is willing indeed, but the flesh is weak. Do we need to renew our spirit? Yes. I believe it's done through the word, reading of the word of God. I believe it's done in time and prayer. I believe it's also done in time of worship. Man, this morning we just took a little time to worship. But I got to tell you, there's times when the Spirit seems to be willing to do the right thing, but the flesh just is weak. I don't even know if I, could tell, if I should tell you all this. I don't even know if I should tell you what I'm about to tell you. You guys that are guests with us this morning, thank you for being here, but you may never want to come back here after I share this with you. <clears throat> it's bad. Yesterday, I, uh, we, last year, we had some kids riding their four-wheelers and motorcycles through here. And I didn't want to make enemies of them, but I needed to make sure that everybody was safe. On Christmas Day, I came down and on the lower part of the property toward the back, they were riding their motorcycles. So I went down there and I said, fellas, we don't mind you riding your motorcycles on the lower 40 over here, but we don't want you up here in the main area. We don't want you tearing up the grass. And those little guys said, okay, preacher, we'll make sure <clears throat> it doesn't happen. <clears throat> and one day... I saw a bunch of them back here riding, and I went over here to their neighborhood, and there was a big old group of them. I said, fellas, I'm the preacher over there, and I love you, but we don't want you to get hurt, so you're allowed to cut across the grass and get down to the lower 40 and play on your bikes and motorcycles and four-wheelers, but, but don't tear up the grass. And I caught one of them going across to the road, and I said, that's okay, but don't tear up the grass. So one day, oh, I told them this. I said, don't do this on Wednesday because we have kids running around all over the place over here and we don't want anybody to get hurt. <clears throat> and you know what they said? Yes, sir, preacher, we won't. And to the best of my knowledge, pretty much they did just that. <clears throat> one Wednesday I came and I was walking from behind the fellowship hall and here comes a four-wheeler doing about 50 miles an hour. I'm not kidding you. Winding it out. And I said, whoa, stop. And I stepped in front of him. And that guy about took my toes off. 
and kept right on running. He passed me at at least 30 miles an hour. I got to tell you, it didn't make me mad because it was a kid, because it wasn't. It was an adult. <clears throat> it ticked me off. The flesh was weak. The spirit was, we love you, we want to see you saved. But the flesh said, I want to bloody your nose. <clears throat> now, I know, folks, I'm telling you, and the reason I'm sharing this with you, because I want you to know that I don't care who you are, you're going to wrestle with this flesh. Yesterday, we were up here putting up the banners, and, and I saw some of the four-wheelers back there going from point A to point B down to the lower 40, like I told them they could. I said, that's okay. But then I saw them doing wheelies, which means they were tearing up the grass back here. That kind of angered me, but I kept on doing my job up there, thinking it was maybe the kids. And I'd go down there and talk to them and fix it, everything be happy. Preacher be happy, they be happy, God be happy, everybody be happy. And all of a sudden, I heard a little two-stroke engine, and they'll go from like zero to six. Now, hang on with me here. They'll go from about zero to six, uh, 60 in two and a half seconds. And I heard it wind out back here and shot straight up through the field of church's property. And when I heard it wind up, I started cutting across. I was up at the road. I cut across. And I said, you come here now. <clears throat> I thought it was a kid. About that time, the hat blew off this fella, and he had a beard. He was in his 30s, man, and shot across the road, but he lost his hat. And I knew any old good rednecks going to come back for their hat. <clears throat> and I went over there and picked that hat up, and I came down here. And I, well, actually, I started coming out down here because it was a second four-wheeler. And I got down about to the gymnasium, and here comes the hat hunter looking for his hat. He had the gall to get up and look for his hat. Man, it angered me. Boy, it made me mad. I had his hat. He said, I want my hat. I said, I don't give. A rat's flat behind what you want. You're not getting this hat. And I got in that boy's, that man's face, and I said, who do you think you are? There'd be kids running around here. You could kill somebody. And I got all over him. He said, some kind of Christian you are. I said, I'm an angry Christian, and I'm not going to let you cut across God's yard like this. <sighs> I'm sorry, church flesh was weak you say well, what about the spirit it needed to be renewed <laughs> I told Lisa I got in the car I said what's wrong with me I said I got in that man's face she said, well, what if he'd taken a swing at you? I said, I was hoping he'd take a swing at me. I just got to be honest. I know I'm the only one. I know you don't put a, I know you've conquered the flesh. 
I got to tell you, I still wrestle with it. I walked. I crawled in bed last night. I told my wife, I said, there's no way I can preach tomorrow after what I did today. And Brother Allen, part of the flesh still wants to hit that guy. I'm, I'm repentant, Pastor, I am. But part of the flesh just says, Lord, if you just taken one swing, then I, the least it would have to come rescue me, I know. But I'm telling you, folks, we deal with this flesh, and it is so important that we have a renewed spirit. I told Lisa, I, I don't know the guy's address, but in anger, I told him I was going to call the sheriff's department. He gave me his address. And I, he said, I live on 75. Da, 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 da. And I told Lisa, I said, I'd go over there right now and beg that man's forgiveness. If I, if, if I could go on his property and him not think that maybe I was there to fight him. It didn't take long for the Holy Spirit to convict what I'd done. And Westside Baptist Church, I hope I didn't do anything to embarrass you. I'd like to think that if you'd have been here, you'd have beat them up for me. But I'm saying, this flesh is weak. I was looking over this morning in my office. I'm sorry. My study. I think I told you a friend of mine is a Southern Baptist. And he said the difference between an independent Baptist and a Southern Baptist is independent Baptists have offices and Southern Baptists have studies. Well, I like the study thing better than the office, so I'm going to call mine a study. Because I'll be honest with you, I'm not a Southern Baptist, and I don't think I'm an independent Baptist either. I'm independent from the independents, and that's the way I am. But I was looking over here in 1 Kings chapter 18, and there we read the story of Elijah, a man of God that walked in power stood up on Mount Carmel and said, Choose you this day whom you will serve. Stood in power. He said, Fellas, get your sacrifices, build your altars, wet them down good. I won't go through all the details. And they did. And he told the servants of Baal, You can start praying now. And they did. They prayed all day long, and Elijah started making fun of them. What's wrong with your God? Is he out pursuing? Is he on vacation? Is he at Disney World? Is he on a cruise? What's wrong with your God? And the old bunch of heathens got all upset and started tearing down the altar, stomped on it, cutting themselves with pottery and so forth. God's man in the will of God, in God's power, said, okay, folks, let's build the altar. Let's lay out the sacrifices, and let's wet them down. 
God's man and God's power fell on his knees and said, Oh, God, <laughs> if I'm yours and you're mine, if I'm acting in your will and within your power, you, Lord, oh, God, send your fire from heaven to destroy this sacrifice. And God did. The sacrifices were licked up. The altar was licked up in the fire of God, all because one godly man acted out in the power of God. I tell you, that was pretty awesome. And then I read a little further, and I found where Elijah was talking to Ahab, King Ahab. He said, I tell you what. <clears throat> He said, you head to Jezreel, which was 17 miles. He said, I'm going to beat you there. He didn't say that. That's out to midget theology, but you hope you can live with it. King took off. Elijah, the Bible says, girded up his loins and started running. And the Bible says that the man of God, in the power of God, exhibiting the power of God, beat Ahab's horse to Jezreel. That's God's power. But it wasn't long. Now, he had seen fire, Elijah did, fall from heaven. He was indwelt in a mighty way that I've never been indwelt by the power of God that he was able to outrun the king's finest horse to Jezreel. But then we find him just a few verses later. But he himself went a, few, uh, went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree. And he requested for himself that he might die. He had all been out of shape because Jezebel got angry and began to threaten his life. The same God that sent fire to lick up the sacrifice could have sent fire to take care of Jezebel. And yet God's man that worked and operated in God's power allowed his flesh to take control. God's man that outran the king's finest horse on a 17-mile stretch in the power of God. Let that little witch, Queen Jezebel, put the fear of God in him, little G-O-D, that he feared for his life, ran out a day's journey, and said, Lord, just kill me. I can't do this anymore. The spirit was willing, but his flesh was weak. That's why we as God's children need to say, Lord, create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit 
within me. Because not only did Peter fall to the weakness of the flesh, not only did Elijah fall to the weakness of the flesh, then we can go, we can find Jonah did the same thing. I mentioned this a Wednesday night or two ago. Jonah ran from God. God prepared a fish. The fish swallowed Jonah. Guess what? God got his heart right in three days. The whale threw him up on the beach. There's Jonah, covered in all that goo. Gets up, and in the power of God, now understand, can I put this in perspective? If you get in your car at 70 miles an hour and you take a one day's journey, that's one day's journey at 70 miles an hour. But now, let's do this. I'm sorry, three days journey at 70 miles an hour. Help me out here. Three days journey at 70 miles an hour. That's a long way. I guess you could say that's from here to California, roughly. Imagine getting in your car and going from here to California in one day. You would have to average about 210 miles an hour to do the same thing you did in three days. You understand what I'm saying? So to put it in perspective, that's what Jonah did. In their time, in their era, a three-day journey, and Jonah, in the power of God, did it in one day. That's good stuff. He gets to Nineveh, still operating, functioning under the power of God. Enters in the city, into the city and tells them to repent because their day's at hand. This shook the city right to the core. The king himself repented. These evil, wicked people were affected graciously and experienced God because God's man was operating in the power of God. You would think Jonah would leave Nineveh high, holy high-fiving himself. But instead, he goes over to Jonah chapter 2, uh, chapter 4 and verse 2. And he says, Lord, you did exactly what I knew you were going to do. I preached, repent, and they repented. And because you're a gracious God, and because you're a mercy God, merciful God, you did exactly what I knew you were going to do, and that's why I didn't want to go. So God, why don't you just kill me? This is the man that ran the Californians one day. This is the man that saw the wicked of the wicked repent. And yet, he gets in the flesh. He gets angry. 
And he says, God, why don't you just kill me? I hope that this is sinking in. Because this is to you, saints. You can operate in the power of God. Or you can operate in the flesh. But you can't do both. And that's why we must renew a right spirit within us. I'm so embarrassed before God over what happened yesterday. Rachel was there. That's my oldest daughter, if you don't know. And I said, I can't believe I just did that. She said, you did right, Daddy. (laughs) I said, get behind me, Satan. I didn't say that. (laughs) I didn't say that. does not have the market cornered on the power of God. Elijah did not have the market cornered on the power of God. Jonah did not have and does not have the power of God, that market cornered. But I tell you what, it seems like all of us have the flesh is weak cornered. Christian, I hope this message has reached you as deeply as it reached me, as God fed me this in the wee hours as I laid in bed. And that is, as this flesh is weak. And that is, the Spirit is willing. Renew a right spirit. Within me, oh God. I was wondering, is there anybody here this morning that's willing to commit their spirit into the hand of the Lord? Renew, clean, create, oh God. A different spirit in me so next time I get in behind a nut riding down the road at 25 miles an hour or 45 mile an hour zone I don't get angry I'll behave myself next time somebody comes flying across our property in a four wheel, on a four wheeler that was my battle what's yours Is there anybody here that would say, oh God, create in me? Is there anybody here that would do it? Is there, Christian, is there anybody here that even sees the need for it? I've done my best to point out the need. Now it's up to you to take action. We've seen that Jesus himself Jesus himself, as the pen has come, tells us that deep within us we have a willing spirit.
But this flesh is our weakness. What do we want to do about it? My weaknesses go, oh, they go deeper than that. You, you know what aggravates me, brother? It bothers me when visitors come and they're trying to find a place to sit and they can't sit down because people put their stuff there to save their seat. That bothers me. It bothers me. It does, it bothers me. It bothers me when somebody says, well, I'm going to come off remind because you just text me too much. But then you see them in church while somebody's singing a special sitting there texting on their phone. Hello. Y'all mind if I just nitpick for a little bit? Some of that is not a spirit. I think personally that can be the clean spirit coming out in me. But how we handle things may determine and may be a great indicator of how clean our spirit is within us. And I stand here with egg on my face. I confess my shortcomings to the church, and I confessed them to the Lord all night long while I laid in bed. I'm asking you, church, to lay it all on the altar this morning, Brother Dave, and say, God, create in me a clean, put in, renew a right spirit. Let's stand. This invitation is simple. Christians, would you come this morning and say, oh God, create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me as we sing. Search me
One minute.